With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We got Brian Batko here because Steelers training camp is back. We're going to talk about what things were said when the Steelers arrived and how the first day of practice looked from Kenny Pickett to the whole offense to standouts that they caught us by surprise. All that here and more on the Friday episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batka, one of our esteemed Steelers beat reporters at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Remember, you can find all the Post-Gazette's content at post-gazette.com, covering everything from sports to everything in Pittsburgh. But also, you can find from our po- all of our podcasts on any podcasting app that you listen to or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get our Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast, as well as the daily content that comes out from the Post-Gazette. We also have tons of training camp content daily videos coming from our reporters who are on the scene at at, 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 at Latrobe in St. Vincent College you all we also have plenty of uh, plenty of other content from what we're seeing what we're hearing there so if you want to get all of that subscribe to the Post Gazette and check out our YouTube page uh, this episode is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can save you on on, on energy costs all year round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh to find the right product for your home and budget by giving them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Brian, let's talk a little bit about what uh what we were hearing from the Steelers when they came into town because everyone wants to know how Kenny Pickett expects to look year two. I want to play a real clip or a quick clip here from Kenny Pickett when we mobbed him as he arrived on on campus on Wednesday. This was something that this was an answer he had to a question about how he expects the offense to look this year when it comes to balancing getting bigger plays. What, how do you envision just created? Should it be an exciting thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it all starts with balance, like I've been saying, and getting those guys the ball in space. You know, like you say, I'm really excited for Cal. We got Tay and George, and uh, the tight end room is really strong, top to bottom. And all those guys do different things really well. So we need to highlight their skill, you know, their skill set, and get them the football, um, you know, where they can succeed at. Kenny, what Brian, it's going to be a major talking point all season long. How explosive the offense can be. How do you feel? How do, just talk, just seeing Kenny Pickett, talking to Kenny Pickett, and and the chances we've gotten. How do you feel things might be different for him this year to actually make that a reality? I think it's it's human nature that he's got to have a little bit more uh, confidence in himself, right, Chris? The the way that he finished mm-hmm. his rookie season, and and not just what he put on tape and. You know the the two the back to back you know clutch game winning touchdown throws that 
got him uh, a plaque in the Hall of Fame over there in Canton. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's simply the the hold that he has on the job. And, and this time a year ago, when it was Mitch Trubisky and we all widely expected him to be the week one starter, inherently, you know, you, you couldn't feel as comfortable, I think, trying to move the offense down the field with big plays because you've got the first round pick 20th overall selection sort of breathing down your neck. Uh, you know, Pickett's in a vastly different situation this season, again, both for himself personally and just for QB1 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's why I think there's a better chance that the Steelers will find that right balance between possessing the football, which was still the first you know key that Mike Tomlin threw out there on Wednesday when he was asked what he wants to see from this offense in 2023, but also hitting some of those big shots down the field. And I know we're going to get into it a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, we, we saw at least the effort uh, to, to take those kind of chunk plays in the first training camp practice on Thursday. I, I have to think about what days it is. It certainly doesn't feel like a Friday uh, with us on this training camp grind. Um, it feels more like a Tuesday or something yeah. like that. But uh, but here we are. They're they're getting into it. And yeah, I guess that is kind of one of the main takeaways for me from day one is that you know you're you're not seeing the linemen in pads. You're not seeing the the physical inside run plays that will uh, that we'll get to next week. But I think you are seeing a little bit of a philosophical shift because I remember this time last year, Chris. Uh, I feel like all the quarterbacks, Trubisky, Rudolph, Pickett. They were talking about how the the defense was doing a good job keeping a lid on it in camp when they were practicing against each other. But, you know, the other side of that is they obviously weren't taking too many calculated risks downfield in Matt Canada's second season. We'll we'll see if that's going to change in his third year here. Well, let's also hear from Mike Tomlin, who spoke uh, on the Steelers' arrival day on Wednesday about the offensive illusion. When we started to question about it, here was Mike Tomlin talking about the evolution of not just Kenny Pickett, but the offense as a whole. This offense evolved under year two with Kenny. Um, you know, that's a complex question, to be quite honest with you, man. we got to maintain possession of the ball. we got to maintain, um, you know, a scoring pace. Um, you know, we we got to be well-balanced. we got to utilize our eligibles and their talents. We got to protect our quarterback. Um, there's a lot of layers to that discussion, uh, but that's why we're here. Um, as far as Kenny goes specifically, man, this is the second lap around the track for him, like it is all our second-year players. So I think it's reasonable for them to to proceed with that knowing and that knowing to be displayed in their production and the consistency of their play. And so he's no different than any other second-year player in that regard. It's just that he's uh, our quarterback. What does it do for the development? questions too and you spoke to the importance of taking and cashing in on calculated shots um the calculated shots what goes into that calculus for you guys how much of it's actually about touch and feel as well time and place in the game hey, you guys are digging in deep on day one <laughs> hey we want to be explosive we want to get yards in chunks um and i guess that's what he's speaking to but we also um, want to possess the ball and control the floor of the game. And so we got to do all things if we want to be a dominant group. And that's a component of it. We weren't explosive enough a year ago in terms of chunk plays. And so there's a there's a focus there. Mike. So that's that's a that's basically just that Mike Tomlin's going to be getting into a lot. He wants to see the bigger shots at some point, but it also has to come at the right times. And I think that's one of the magical things of football is figuring out when that is because it sounds easy to just say, "Hey, take a take a big shot downfield, Brian." 
But in today's NFL, with all the athletes that are out there on defense, especially in the secondary, that can that can lead to turnovers. And this is still, as much as people are excited about Kenny Pickett, this is still a team that's going to be led by a defense that's going to be, I think, one of the better ones in the NFL and is, is priming itself to be able to run the ball and control the clock more so that the defense can win you more games. And also, find me one of the other 31 NFL head coaches who, in late July, aren't going to say – we want to be more explosive. I mean, I, right. maybe Andy Reid isn't preaching that right now in Kansas City, but I think just about everybody else who didn't hoist the Lombardi trophy uh, at, at the conclusion of, of last season feels like they need to be more explosive. Even if you're the Bills and, you know, sometimes your, uh, your recklessness or aggression, if you want to call it that, uh, gets you into trouble, you still want to be more explosive because if, right. if you can get up big on a team and, and put a game away early, then you don't have to worry about turning the ball over. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's nice to hear from Mike Tomlin this time of year, but I'm also kind of in I'll believe it when I see it mode a little bit. Not not just the, um, you know, the want to to have that in your offense, but also just their ability to execute it. Absolutely. We'll talk about how they execute on the first day at training camp. Just a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's Brian Batko. I'm Chris Carter. But first, I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save money on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget by giving them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We've got Brian Batko with us talking Steelers training camp. Day one is in the books as far as actual practicing, Brian. And let's talk about what, what you thought, how Kenny and the offense looked a little bit. They got out there. I, I thought they took some more shots for sure in the, in the first day. In fact, the first pass was a deep ball to George Pickens that Patrick Peterson knocked away, but that wasn't the only deep ball that was thrown. How, how did you think that they looked, compared, just thinking back, comparing it to how this group looked last training camp? Well, it's, it's a little bit of apples to oranges because Kenny Pickett wasn't running with that first group. But, you know, I think back to just him from this time a year ago in Latrobe, I, I think there was a, there were a lot of us who were just being quite quite blunt that he didn't look good in his early mm-hmm. early practices. I mean, and, and that's to be expected. It seemed like the game was moving pretty fast for him as a rookie taking his first training camp snaps. I'm sure there had to be a little bit of natural jitters, even for a guy as calm, cool, and collected as Kenny Pickett when you're out there in Latrobe, St. Vincent College, being swarmed by fans. Uh, you know, what, whatever he dealt with as far as the uh, the autograph seekers and the, the <laughs> shrieking kids last year, I think it was magnified even more this year as somebody who was standing around on the practice field when they finished up yesterday. Good luck to Kenny. His right wrist is going to be falling off uh, if he signs every autograph every day after, uh, after he's done. But uh, he looked a lot more... I think poised, uh, you know, out there th- this year, as you would expect now that he's got all those starts under his belt, as far as the, you know, the nitty gritty of getting into some of it. Yeah. I mean, they, they did look deep on that first play, which I think I, there had to be some fans in the stands. Who were like, what was that? What, what did we just see right there? Um, you know, obviously it's easier to, to dial that up in practice than it is to, uh, you know, to take a risk like that on, on, you know, snap one, 
uh, series one of a real game, but that's that's exactly why we have this time of year. So I give them credit for at least looking that way. Um, you know, there were some other deep balls that that also had a chance, but but weren't completed, weren't necessarily um, you know the the fault of Pickett or the other quarterbacks. You know, there was one from Mitch Trubisky that Calvin Austin couldn't quite haul in uh, down the right sideline, and that's going to be an inherent challenge for a, a five foot seven wide receiver um you know I, probably if we're being honest so uh th- these are day one kinks that that you got to try to work out uh as an offense and and they are like you know to your point in the last segment chris they are going to be trying to do it against most likely one of the better defenses in the league and you know that defense didn't have make a fitzpatrick out there on thursday he was watching in a bucket hat um you know basically in the end zone surveying everything uh, along with a couple assistant coaches. But there's still a lot of guys in that unit that are going to try to make plays. Elijah Riley made a play uh, against Mason Rudolph. But as far as that first team offense, you know, saw some good. Uh, I'm not going to overreact to one day, right. especially especially since they, they haven't put the pads on yet. What they're doing right now is is essentially just like OTAs and mini camp uh, an mm-hmm. hour and a half away from the south side. Right. They're just, they're just getting used to things out there, also getting used to the heat out there. Uh, also, on the Mika Fitzpatrick front, because I know some people are probably saying, Mika Fitzpatrick was what? He wasn't practicing? Mike Tomlin dismissed it. He said this was no big deal. He said there's certain days that, that veterans will get off, even if it is the first day, which was something yeah, that, that was, brought us off guard. Like, yeah, you know, it's day one of, of camp, but uh, right. yeah, I, I mean, they, they know what they have in, in Mika Fitzpatrick for sure. Uh, the other thing I will point out from, I guess we consider this a first team offense observation. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I think I saw Darnell Washington in there on the second snap during that team period. Um, I noticed you know, they, that too. I was, I was thinking, yeah, they what? came out. Yeah, they came out in eleven personnel for their first snap uh, on that deep shot to Pickens. Allen Robinson was in the slot. Uh, if you're curious about that, but yeah, I think after that they went to twelve personnel. And it wasn't Pat Fryermuth lined up next to Zach Gentry. I'm, unless my eyes deceive me, I'm pretty sure it was Darnell Washington, the rookie third-round pick in there. And it ended up being a, a strike over the middle from Kenny Pickett to Pat Fryermuth. So consider that a successful first play uh, for the sixth lineman, even if he wasn't the guy who ended up getting the target in the catch. But that that at least told me uh, they, they aren't going to treat him with kid gloves from the jump here. They're, they're going to give him some opportunities to get his feet wet and, and maybe even show the the coaches early on how he can make an impact as a rookie. Now, when we asked Mike Tomlin about, about the depth chart and that guy's, the, the alignments out there, he, of course, was just like, you guys can look into that if you want. It's day one at a training camp, blah, blah, blah. Mike Tomlin's going to dismiss every chance, every attempt of ours to try to build storylines off of who's where and what throughout the especially the early part of training camp but it was interesting to see him there it was also interesting to see a few other things like there were a few times where the defense came out and you saw Joey Porter Jr. out there on the outside with Levi Wallace while Patrick Peterson was bumped into the slot a little bit and as much as Mike Tomlin tried to play that down as well as also Dan Moore Jr. being uh offensive tackle one at le- or left tackle one uh for the first team and Broderick Jones coming after him as much as you know they're going to play that down those are the things that we're going to pay attention to as training camp carries on who goes where because yeah sure first day might not matter as much but this time next week if there's any changes, we're going to be noticing them because we'll be keeping track of everything here at the Post-Gazette. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe him to an extent. I think, you know, stuff like Duke Dawson getting reps with the first team at slot corner. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Happen. They're going to rotate. They're going to rotate a ton on, on the back end and, and just see who's giving them 
you know, the, the best looks at, you know, safety and slot, outside corner, uh, all that stuff, defensive line. But, you know, yeah, offensively, I, I put a little bit more stock into what we've seen. Clearly, Dan Moore is starting atop the totem pole at left tackle, as expected. So, you know, Tomlin can say it, don't read too much into it. But, you know, we didn't see Jamarcus Bradley and Des Fitzpatrick out there as the first wide receivers. So, yes, it, it does matter to some extent uh, who the coaches have, have decided to put out there to, to begin this, uh, this plan of things. And I don't know about you, it is nice that we don't have to worry too much about the quarterback reps again like we were doing this time oh. a year ago. I mean, not just the, – the easy part was tracking them. The hard part was finding any possible way to get Mike Tomlin to Safe shed on. some yeah. sort of light on uh, on the reasoning behind it. So I think us, him, uh, Steelers PR, we're all glad that that, that chapter is behind us. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm certainly eager and curious – to get a, a look at when they feel like it's time to start assimilating Broderick Jones into the starting work more. You know, we saw it a little bit in OTAs uh, in minicamp as both he and Dan Moore Jr. confirmed. And Chuksa Korafor is one of those vets too, Chris. He might get a maintenance day or a, you know, veterans rest day at some point here. And that would be a natural or organic, uh, you know, measure to, to sort of get Broderick Jones in with the first team at left tackle, give Dan Moore a day, at right tackle, and you know th- those are the the types of personnel decisions that Mike Tomlin and his assistants are are working on and evaluating every night when they watch the film. Omar Khan mentioned that too on Thursday that it's you know they want to see how everybody progresses from one day to the next. So no matter what he tells us in the post practice press conference settings, they'll be digging deep on all that stuff and, and using it uh, as a way to decide how they want to uh, approach things. Uh, on at every level, really, first, second, and third team. I, I, I agree. It's going to be something to note. I want to talk more about other players and how they looked in, in the first day of training camp and what we're looking forward to seeing this weekend as we get through the, the rest of the Friday. They practice the second day, and then Saturday and Sunday, they, they finish out their first group, then they have a day off Monday, and then Tuesday, they're right back at it next week. We'll talk more about that in the, in the third segment here of the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about GameTime.co, one of our great sponsors. We're buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and especially it won't be stressful if you download Game Time, the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. You can download the Game Time app today, and they'll get you killer deals on last-minute tickets, even with their best price guarantee, so that you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. Game Time is an app you can download right to your phone or mobile device. You can also go to the website GameTime.co, and you can get exclusive flash deals on anything from football games, basketball games, baseball games, concerts, comedy theater events and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price so if you go to that, that to the event that you bought tickets for with game time and you find somewhere else had that had, had better price had a lower price with the same section and same row for less somewhere else you can get game time to get you a hundred and ten percent credit of the difference between those tickets snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code pitt pit for twenty dollars off your first purchase or go to their website gametime.co terms and conditions apply create an account and redeem code pitt pit for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko. Brian, let's step away from Kenny Pickett and, and the part of the things we talked about here. Who were some of your standouts from just day one that you were just like, that just caught your eye as far as maybe some some guys that don't normally, that, that you were kind of like wondering, okay, who's going to poke out in the first day? Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Elijah Riley had the first pick of, of camp. I don't think I had that one uh, predicted. Right. Um, but you know, he, he, he kind of dropped and, uh, got the read on, on Mason Rudolph's eyes and, and picked one off over the middle. I think he was in the slot corner position at that time. So good for him. I mean, he's, he's a guy with an NFL resume. Uh, he was, was with the jets, uh, two seasons ago before the Steelers claimed him on waivers actually after camp last year. So this is his first time in Latrobe was mostly on the practice squad last year, got promoted once or twice. So he's, he's fighting, for a role in that secondary and and pick and getting your hands on a ball doesn't hurt. Miles Boykin uh, had a really nice catch along the sideline. Mm. He's another guy who I don't think there's anything guaranteed for him, but we know what he can do on special teams was arguably their best player in that regard last year. Anything he can do receiving wise will only help his cause to make this roster. And the last one that I'll mention is another wide out who he he seems to just be very reliable in these settings, and he, he hasn't got a ton of chances uh, in the NFL level. But Cody White is mm. somebody who's just dependable. Uh, he, he had a couple tough catches down the stretch yesterday late in practice. He's he's not, and I still don't think he's he's in a good position to end up making the 53. But we're just talking about guys who stood out in one day, and you know those are a few who made noticeable plays to me. Uh, they'll have to keep it going if they want to increase their chances of being on the roster, but we'll at least give them some credit because they're doing it when the, the bright lights are shining, so to speak, with a bunch of fans in the stands. Absolutely, because if you know, fans are going to be talking about it. They're going to see it, and there's a bit of a show there. And there's also, like you said, there's pride on the line as well as futures on the line for for if they want to earn up. Cody White, Miles Boykin, both guys that are not guaranteed spots on this depth chart right now. Um, I think that the yeah, wide receiver is one of the trickier positions to predict as far as how it's going to play out because they went and got guys like Des Fitzpatrick, who I also thought looked decent for a first day in training camp you know, on some catch runs. And again, no pads on, no you know, no one was allowed to get lit up. Uh, the yeah, way and Mike Tomlin even said it's it's natural for the skill guys to stand out in this right. environment. So, you know, Deontay Johnson had a great catch down the sideline. A little bit of a scary moment, too, when he mm-hmm. uh, he was hobbled a little bit. It looked like he landed awkwardly on his left leg. Yeah. Uh, but crisis averted when he came back in a play or two later. It That's one of those moments that you're just like, all right, scale back his reps, especially on day <laughs> one. And we don't have to worry too much about seeing these guys. But that. You know, just to to bring up kind of another subject here, that is another fine line for Tomlin to walk with this young offense, I think, is you, you know, every rep that you can get with Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, and the linemen all kind of working together, that's helpful in the long run, but you do so have to weigh that risk-reward of preseason snaps, you're putting your your young starting quarterback in harm's way, you're putting your receivers in harm's way, you know, maybe Tomlin will address that at, at some point, but uh, that's that's something that he's got to consider through these early stages of the team development process. No, I, I agree entirely. Uh, I mean, you look across the NFL, the first day, or well, not the first day for everybody, but Thursday was a scary day for a lot of teams. Jalen Ramsey had a knee injury, which led to meniscus surgery, and he's out for six to eight weeks. So that's going to play into the season 
for the Miami Dolphins, and they went and got Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier Howard to make a an elite cornerback pair, maybe the best cornerback pair in the NFL as far as on-paper talent. And then the scariest one was Joe Burrow, who went down kind of just on his own, was trying to run, and something happened when he was trying to scramble. Uh, then they had idiot carted off. Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, said it was just a, a calf injury, but they're trying to get more information. Some people are worried that it could be an Achilles tendon injury. That would be terrifying for the Cincinnati Bengals. This has kind of been pegged as maybe their biggest chance at saying this is their year to overtake the Chiefs as they were very close to doing so last year and were in the Super Bowl the year before that. We still don't know details on that, but you see that across the board. And Brian, I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, like you, you still you still have to practice. You can't not practice in training camp. But there's it's it's kind of like load management in the NBA. You want you got to pick and choose, especially for some of your better veterans when you want to give them time off so that they're not, you know, grinding themselves up, especially in the hot summer sun where things are a little bit hotter this time of the year than they are normal. Yeah, you, you can see Chris Chris and I both have the light shirts on because as soon as we get done We, we ain't wearing black out there. <laughs> done recording, we're both going to head out to St. Vincent College. And, yeah, I mean, yesterday – Yesterday was was not pleasant, and I think today might be uh, might be even tougher. You know, if you've never been there, if you're one of our out of town listeners who hasn't made the training camp trek, ain't no shade around. No, it, it, uh, field. I mean, uh, it is just uh, it is a valley down. Or excuse me, Chuck Knoll Field is just a valley down there. And we were standing. I was I had Rooney on the mind because we were standing outside Rooney Hall on Wednesday for report day. And it was also hot and sunny, but there were at least like a couple little pockets of shade. Uh, the the best you can do at Chuck Knoll Field is, you know, there there are a few tents around the field, but uh, they aren't necessarily for the average everyday people. You've probably got to be uh, working for the Steelers or playing uh, or have some nice VIP passes to get under one of those tents. So uh, it's, it's hot out there. People are going to be baking. There was one heat-related issue on Thursday, tight end Rodney Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably won't be the last that we hear of a guy dealing with dehydration or anything like that. So uh, knock on wood that, that all those guys stay, stay healthy, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be hot. You're going to have a lot of guys rotating in and out to, to take on those reps and somebody else who I think is going to play a lot of reps based on a few factors, the position he's at because there are two well-compensated guys in front of him uh, and a third who's a, a vet and been around this league a long time, but also He's known for having a motor. He's trying to uh, make as many plays as possible to carve out a role for himself. That's rookie fourth-rounder Nick Herbig. And mm-hmm. I noticed on the ball in the pocket a lot again yesterday. I, I thought he was somebody who in OTAs and minicamp was uh, difficult to block, again, in this setting with, with no pads, contact a little bit limited, playing with a governor on, as Mike Tomlin put it on Thursday. But Nick Herbig is somebody who his burst off the snap uh, is is everything it was cracked up to be at Wisconsin. So I, I think he will be a thorn in the side of various offensive linemen this summer. No, I agree. Uh, Nick Herbig, I thought he actually had a little bit of a standout day for a day in, in non-pads, but I saw him yep. kind of using some some good pass rush moves to get into the backfield. But again, it's tough to judge those when the shoulder pads aren't on and they can't be the full engaging from the offensive line. Right. But and at his size, for- we knew we knew the, right. the pass rush skills would be good, but can he hold up against the run? You know, that's something that you won't really know. Probably, you know, you'll you'll see some of it. You'll see glances of it in in camp, but. I think those preseason games will be crucial for him in that regard when you're playing against guys in different colored jerseys.
certainly will be. We'll be keeping you up to date throughout the weekend from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Stay tuned to this channel because we do have updates on our YouTube page with short videos from Brian, Jerry, and Ray as they're out there in Latrobe. We'll also have up, up, uploaded videos of different things where we get moments with players and coaches. We have Mike Tomlin's press conference from yesterday where he talked about Mika Fitzpatrick and the way that they were practicing the first day. So if you want to get that, that's on our YouTube page as well. You can also get basically you know a lot of different times we talk to somebody or we see something on the field, we'll try to get it there. We can't put everything out there. We can go around a lot of the film things like when they're doing teamwork. But uh, if you want to get all the training camp covers, the best place is post-gazette.com or the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's podcast and YouTube pages. Check out those for all our great content. Brian, thanks so much for joining me here on the show and doing a full one with me here. We got a lot more of these to go before we're out of the hot sun of the show. But, hey, yeah. if, you're coming, if, you're, if you're coming to St. Vincent College, don't be afraid to say hi and hit us up. We're more than happy to say hello to fans of all, all the work that we work hard on. We appreciate you all for tuning in when, we get, when, we're, when we're doing this work. Brian, thanks again for joining me here. Thank you all for joining us here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Remember, this was brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh and GameTime.co. Thanks again. We'll be back on Monday recapping what we saw over the weekend right here on the, the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description.